Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julie, and we are so excited to dish and spill the tea with you today. This week, we are talking about Only Murders in the Building, Season 2, starring Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, and they are back as New York's favorite podcasters. Now, I feel like this season was pretty crazy. It was. It was a bit wild. Yeah. And I'm not sure what season I love most out of the two so far. I feel like season one was slightly stronger in the sense that it was brand new. It was fresh. It was a completely different concept for a show. We were ready for a season two right when season one ended and it came pretty fast. Yeah, I was really excited for season two. I feel like I was kind of on the edge of my seat this whole season. For this season, we start off who killed Bunny, who's trying to frame the trio for the murder. There were so many unanswered questions at the beginning of the season. And just when you think you know where it's going, it's like pivot, right? (laughs) (laughs) And it just goes a completely different direction. This trio i love them so much just the way they play off each other it's so good yeah it was great seeing dad back on screen i missed yep. him there's so many different mannerisms that i can't unsee and i was like yeah he does he does do a good slow motion face you know or your, slow motion. your dad does yeah how does steve martin know my dad does this and i i was like did he get stuck on a plane with my dad and i was like <laughs> i can make that mannerism you know what i realized is that each one of the characters has one of my kids' personalities. <laughs> I'm literally watching my kids right now on TV, <laughs> but just in a completely different scenario. So speaking of kids and birthdays and the end of summer, I get to take a little bit of a break because all of my kids have birthdays at the end of summer. So I'm taking a couple weeks off to enjoy that. And Julie's going to take over with our special correspondence and let me just enjoy this time. So thank you for letting me rest. I appreciate it. Much needed little vacay. I'll just be crawling in a hole somewhere and you'll you'll fight me (laughs) rocking back and forth. Okay, here's the part of the show where we spill the tea. This is your spoiler alert. We have watched Only Murders in the Building Season 2, and we are getting into it. Okay, Julie, who was your favorite duo? I know that there's a trio of the right. podcasters, but sometimes there's these little pair-ups. Who was your favorite duo this season? Okay, this is a good question because when I saw your outline, I was like, duo, all we have are trios. What is she talking about? And then I started thinking... I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but they're an unlikely pair. Mabel and Theo came together unexpectedly and I enjoyed the episode. A lot of progress was made. The only missed opportunity I think that was done in that episode was they did not have any ASL captions. That was a missed opportunity because, okay, it's one thing that Mabel can't understand, but he's over here actively signing, representing the deaf community. And the rest of us who thoroughly enjoy the show wanted to participate and understand what he was saying and couldn't. I wonder almost though, if that was intentional. This was my close second for duo, by the way. Okay, I loved this episode. I really loved the one last season too, where the whole thing was from Theo's perspective. It was showing the struggle and how hearing people assume that the hard of hearing community can just read lips. 
Right. And and he was saying, I only pick up a certain amount. We, we don't know what he was saying. And we could kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, did they do this on purpose? Maybe. To kind of make a point. I like them as a do. I feel like they got closure for what happened. So if they were your close second, who was your first favorite duo? Charles and Joy. So, okay. I mean, she was just absolutely perfect for him. She knows him. She did his makeup for years. He brought her back because there's a reboot of Brazos happening. Mm-hmm. She just gets him. But Joy is just literally, she's just Joy. You know, she's so sweet and she knows him. And then he's like trying to ask her out and he gets tongue tied. He can't even talk. And she's like, do you want to go out with me? How does tonight sound? Whatever. And he's like, okay. Like, she's just perfect for him. And I love how well she knows him. And she's just so warm and loving. And he really needs somebody like that. So I'm happy for him that he found her. When she was interpreting what he was saying, I was like, oh, this is what my dad looks like when he's having a stroke. I'm watching my dad die on TV right now. You just see half of his face go into paralysis and drooping. And I'm like, Joy, call 911. How are you making out what he's saying right now? This is not the time to get the digits. This is the time to call 911. That's so funny. I was like, oh, it's so romantic. You're like, this is an emergency. (laughs) Who was your favorite character this season? You know what? I'm going to give it to Rose Cooper. Okay. I love Shirley MacLaine. When I read that she was a guest on the show, Mm -hmm. I got really excited because she's just a classic actress. I was curious how they were going to write her in. And she had a really touching moment with Charles Mm -hmm. painting. I love that part. And she had a lot of great, you know, comedic timing. I love Shirley MacLaine and Steel Magnolias. Yeah. Uh, with Julia Roberts. To see her in Only Murders was perfection. I want to see more of her. And I think Charles got more closure on his dad because yeah. of her character. I really liked that moment for him that mm-hmm. he was able to see his dad loved him and just wanted to be a good dad. He's wondering his whole life, is my dad a terrible person? And Rose confirms that no, your dad loved you. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Nothing like a good dose of closure. Right. <laughs> like the good kind of closure. Okay. So my favorite character this season, I got to give it up to Cinda Canning. Yes. She was my she's, close second. She's just so ruthless and dramatic. And I just love it. She's just not a boss bitch. She's a bitch boss. <laughs> yes. But she's so entitled and just self-centered. And she just, I love seeing Tina Fey in this role and how you get to see these scenes of her words haunting each one of them and different situations where she's like knitting and talking crap to Mabel. It's like in her head. This is just glorious. She played a great villain and she really threw us off the scent. She did. I completely thought she was the killer, but I didn't want her to be they gotta keep bringing her back every season because she's just such a great nemesis for them Cindy Kenny. I feel like Tina Fey was like how do I get to work with Steve Martin and Martin Short all day every day the three of them together (laughs) it's so great I want to see that blooper reel that is the comedic gold that we would all live for all is not okay in Oklahoma I remember in season one, we felt so seen. We were like, and they talk about podcasts? Although yeah. them just randomly recording. But what about the background noise? Who's who's <laughs> who's editing this right. audio and putting it all together? Do they just send each other all of the audio snippets? Right. How are you making time to edit audio and solve a murder and plan a live stream? I want to know what their content calendar looks like. 
Yeah. You know what they probably do to get really nerdy really quick is they probably record these voice notes and then give them all to Charles when he's doing the recording. And she they're probably on it a little bit, but it's probably a note for later is what I would imagine. Oh, that makes sense. Although I miss Oliver carrying around the boom mic. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He didn't do that this season, I don't think, did he? I didn't. I don't remember seeing it. No, I didn't see much of that. I did see the recorder. Okay, what moment caught you in the feels this season? Dad with Lucy. I always knew Dad was a good dad, but seeing Dad with Lucy, great father moment. Way to go, Steve. I had all the faith in you after Father of the Bride, and then seeing you with Lucy, just right in the feels, sir. Well, I ha- also had a father moment, so it's when Oliver's son admits that he knows Oliver yeah. is not his biological father and they both don't care and they hug it out. The relationship is so sweet and loving. And Oliver is, he's a really good father. He loves his son so much. So yeah. Oliver's ex-wife and Teddy Demas had a little thing and that's how Oliver's son was conceived. And then the part where Oliver's beating him up. In the yeah. There is a heavy theming for fathers in this whole season we see mabel's father and how he died had cancer mm-hmm. you know oliver being a father to his son and then charles and his father and wondering if his father's a good person like there was a lot of heavy theming with you know fathers and their kids we got to find out a lot more about their backstories but this moment where they both don't care he's like you're my dad he's like you're my son and i'm like oh gosh glistening tear <laughs> running down my cheek when Oliver told him he's like you're a Putnam I believed it in that moment I was like oh maybe he is Greek he looks very Irish to me but sure (laughs) but yeah that moment was super sweet what was your favorite episode this season let's see if it's similar to mine okay I'm torn between one and ten oh okay minus ten one brought me back to everything and just loving this trio, but 10 tied everything in. And I, again, I was on the edge of my seat and I was tentatively watching every move, every facial expression. Is there an Easter egg I'm missing? And I, I was just in it for the ride. I could not figure anything out. So episode 10 is called, I know who did it. And they, they throw the killer reveal party. That's a double entendre. If I ever heard one, (laughs) I was literally crying with laughter when Charles and Oliver are doing slow motion to freak Cinda out. I was weeping. It was so funny. And like I said earlier, I completely pinned this all on Cinda the whole time, hoping that it wasn't her. So I was like, they got to bring her back. They can't just show her from jail. And then Alice barges in and admits it. And I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. I'm shocked, but okay. And then Charles dies. And I'm literally just sitting there with my mouth open. I'm like, well, who are they going to replace him with? Better be somebody sexy because I'm just not going to, you can't replace Steve Martin unless you just go in the complete opposite direction. I was so triggered when dad got stabbed. <laughs> I love that you keep calling him dad. People are I know. so confused. <laughs> yeah, I am I was not mentally prepared for that. I was like, somebody call 911. I was also telling myself, I was like, he signed on for two more seasons. I read an article. I know my dad's retiring again, but he's not doing it for another two more seasons, at least. I was so sucked in to this, the storytelling that I forgot that Oliver's like, who knows theater? Literally, <laughs> he's saying it. And Charles was an actor. And I still don't put it together that maybe <laughs> he's faking it. Am I slow? But it was afterwards. I was like, oh, yes. And then Poppy's revealed as the killer. And Cinda was in on it the whole time. And it was just incredible. Mm-hmm. But I never once was right about who the killer was. 
They made oh. it really hard to figure out. There were so many suspects and then creps. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he's glitter guy, but he wasn't, you know, sneezy person in the hoodie in Mabel's apartment. They threw us off the scent this time. They did and a I great just, job. Yeah. Absolute solid job throwing us off. The Becky Butler storyline, also a big plot twist. I did not see that coming. But I like how they connected it. Oh, same. So that Becky and Kreps were lovers, mm-hmm. which I didn't see that coming because they make you think that he was in love with Cinda. He's like the smartest woman. And you just never once suspect that it's Poppy because she's so timid. Yeah. She can barely speak up to her, but literally she's the mastermind after she gone girled herself and, you know, created this whole situation. Yeah. They made it super hard to figure out. Mm-hmm. I didn't guess it. I lost mm-hmm. this game of clue for sure. <laughs> Okay, so what was the the biggest twist you didn't see coming? Oh, dad getting stabbed. <laughs> Easily. I was like, whoa, you were supposed to star in this for a while, sir. There was no heads up about this. No anything. So that that for sure caught me off guard. My twist was at the end. Uh, Paul Rudd, hello. Uh, oh. That was crazy. And the murder didn't happen in the building. Good point. That we know so- of. Unless he's a new tenant and it started in the building. So this kind of goes into what I'm hoping happens next season. I'm hoping that there's more than one murder, not because I'm bloodthirsty, right. but maybe <laughs> slightly. But I feel like there's going to be another one because the show is called Only Murders in the Building, which seems pretty specific. But you have a point there. It could have happened in the building or he could have been someone that lived there temporarily while the show was on Broadway. Who knows? Maybe Amy Schumer moved out. Paul Rudd took over just like yeah, Sting's when, apartment. <laughs> yeah, Sting's apartment. But to go back to Paul Rudd, when I saw him in that raincoat and him doing his opening monologue, are we getting Ant-Man the musical? We've got Rogers. Is he going to sing about quantum physics? And it looks like the opening to Singing in the Rain. I'm excited to see the year that we missed because it flash forward to yeah. a year. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's a year's worth of Paul Rudd history that we get to see. And or yeah. is he actually Paul Rudd? Is he or is he some other nobody actor who Oliver recommended for the job? We don't know. We're excited to find out. I'm excited because all we have is there's something going on between him and Charles. Charles says stay away from her. Right. And next thing you know, homeboy's dead. We will see what happens next season, but we're super excited. And this season was awesome. And now it's time for the Fangirl Spotlight of the Week. The Fangirls Podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made Phantom-inspired artwork in digital download form, with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, and more. You're sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. Link to our store, and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fan guys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you. So connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called the fangirls favorite things inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at fangirls podcast are not affiliated with the following. My dad, Steve Martin, the cast of Only Murders in the Building, Hulu. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.